0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network.
1: Hey, I'm Joe. And I'm Joel. From the Editing Bay here on the Next Wave Radio Network, and we've got something very fun for all of you Next Wave listeners. We've got our first live show coming up April 11th at the Cox Building Playhouse in Plano if you're in the DFW area. We're going to be watching the live-action Dolph Lundgren He-Man movie with a whole bunch of cool giveaways. We've got plastic swords to give to people so they can (laughs) hold them aloft and call upon the power of Greyskull. We're also going to have uh, little skull pencil erasers, all kinds of giveaways, raffles, door prizes, uh, and uh, and some special surprises still on the way. Uh, we've also got a stand-up comedian, uh-huh. and then it's all going to be followed up with a live recording of the podcast, where Joel and I are going to tear the movie a new one. Joe, that sounds fantastic. However, did we get the sponsorship for this? Well, it's thanks to our friends at Duncanville Bookstore. Uh, they're located at 101 West Camp Wisdom Suite J in Duncanville, Texas. They sell comics. They sell toys. They have board games. Not only do they sell these things... Yeah. But they will buy them from you. Uh So if you've got a bunch of crap sitting around that's taking up space and you're like, you know what, spring cleaning or I could use a few extra bucks or I want to buy some stuff at the comic shop but I don't have a whole bunch of cash on me, maybe I could trade some stuff in. All you got to do is call the guys up at 972-298-7546, Andy, Brian, those guys can help you out if you want to check out the website. DuncanvilleBookstore.com and uh, you'll see them as well as Joel and I Yay. at our live show April 11th for more details you could check out our website Joel what is that that is editingbay.com not the editing bay not editbay editingbay.com and yeah. right there you'll find more info about the show you'll find other episodes yeah, of the show all of them but more importantly, information about our live show, April 11th, the Cox Building Playhouse in Plano, $5, and we're going to be kicking things off at about 7, 7.30. Hopefully, we'll see you there.
2: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit.
3: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Comic Life. My name is Jeff. And I'm Sam. And thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. This is going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm really happy of like what our main discussion topic is going to be for uh, for today's episode. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, Sam, it uh, had it's official Marvel and DC head to head.
0: I know I brought this up a few weeks ago. Well,
3: okay, but but here's the thing though: is is when you brought this up a few weeks ago, uh, we were st- you know is we didn't know what title it w- it was going to be for sure. Is there still room for speculation when when we originally talked about this? But now Marvel has confirmed that uh, the their big movie going up against uh, DC's Batman and Su- uh, Batman vs Superman movie is going to be the untitled Captain America three.
0: Honestly, when with, <clears throat> with Captain America raking in ninety six point two million dollars in the U S alone this weekend. It could it could give a challenge to Batman versus Superman. Say that
3: figure one more time.
0: In America alone
3: opening weekend?
0: Opening weekend, 96.2 million dollars.
3: Does that beat out Avengers? No, no. It no, doesn't. Not,
0: not, I don't I don't think so.
3: Uh I
0: know I know that I certainly support this film. I went out and saw it twice. Saw it once I, on Saturday, and then I went again on Sunday. Thought it was that good that I needed to see it two times in a row.
3: I haven't seen it yet. Uh I have n- It's it's I want to see it.
0: You know, I honestly I mean like as far as superhero movie goes, I can't find much wrong with it. A lot of people are saying it, it's like a mini Avengers. Right. You know, and I can and I can sort of see that and it's got, you know, epic battles on a grand scale and a really interesting plot line and you know, okay. it's a it's a great movie to see.
3: Okay, so so uh you said of uh Captain America Winter Soldier 92 96.2 oh, $2 million. So almost Almost half of what the Avengers did opening weekend. Opening weekend domestic, uh, according to uh, ScreenRant.com, is $200.3 million opening weekend domestically. I so do so a... almost half of what the Avengers did. And
0: I do have a slight problem with the release date of Captain America. I mean, the movie itself is awesome. But I feel this is Hollywood trying to push the summer blockbuster movie season on us earlier and earlier. Why is that? Like Because this is typically, you know, like superhero films don't really start, you know, hitting the cinemas until like, you know, like end of May, June, right. July. And now you got closer. Captain America coming out. Yeah, way April. closer to and summer. I could be way off way off basis here, you know, but I'm I'm just saying Hollywood. Wait till the kiddies get out of school, then start bombarding the box office with, you know, the spandex and the superheroes. Yeah.
3: Is, is, do you think that if it was released, like, closer to summertime when, like, kids and, uh, basically, you know, um, kids were out of school, it would, it would rake in more?
0: No. I mean, you released it around a time enough where, like, uh, some, in some states, you know, they were, they were still having, like, spring break and stuff like that. And, uh, you released it on a on a on a fairly easy going weekend, you know. So I mean, on on one hand, Marvel really capitalized on the fact that like no big movies were going to open up against it, which, yeah. Which could happen in the in the summer, you know. So they really raked in the most value for their dollar. I'm just saying this could be a trend that we see where like Hollywood's like, hey, the summer well, the summer blockbuster season used to start in May, but maybe we can push it to April well,
3: now. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's no different than what like what retail stores are doing, where you know the Christmas season starts after Halloween, you know, so, you know, yeah, Hollywood, why wouldn't they try to do their own little version of that of capitalizing on their biggest time of year, you know, so I, I, I don't know, though, if if it's really going to go that way, because there are a couple other big name um, movies being released right now, uh, you know, like Noah and uh, I know some upcoming ones are some up. There are some upcoming uh, pretty big titles, but I don't think it's big enough for f- to, to say like, you know, Oh, they're trying to extend the season is because I would think then like there, we would see like one major release after another, after another, well, all I'm for saying a couple is months. that like, you
0: know, this could be the one, you know, that like breaks the door down. You right, know, like right. people are going to look at like Captain America's box office numbers in April and be like, Hey, that was that's typically what it would have been a summer blockbuster, but it just raked in ninety six point two million dollars. So we're gonna start releasing just... our films in April trying to rake in as much money as possible so we don't have to worry about the competition of like Godzilla versus the X Men or Batman oh, Superman man. versus Captain America three.
3: Dude, did you did you hear about the new uh trailer for Godzilla?
0: I've seen it. Yeah. I know I am yeah I am yeah I am totally
3: uh, w- we will have to post we'll post that to our Facebook page yeah. our Facebook page by the way uh, my comic life you can find it by just going in the search bar and typing in my comic life or going to facebook.com forward slash my comic life podcast all right Sam uh, anything else that you want to get into before uh, we get into our uh, big uh, our big talk
0: no I think that covers all my points for right now
3: all right then let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so uh, (laughs) before we recorded this episode tonight, we had to sit down, and I think this is like the most prep we've ever done before, and all- Because we take this show seriously. We take this show very (laughs) seriously, and uh, I think this was the most prep we've done, which was sitting down and watching the season four premiere of uh, Game of Thrones.
0: Which crashed HBO Go last night.
3: Which isn't, which- Actually, I gotta say, I am really surprised by that.
0: I thought it, they would have learned after the True that's, Detective fiasco. That's
3: exactly what I was about to say. Is you would think is is you know a show like True Detective? I think I think True Detective caught them off guard with how popular it became, and so I can definitely see them not being prepared uh, to handle you know the um, the overload of uh, viewers that were tuning into HBO Go to watch the season finale. But you would think that. You know, first of all, Game of Thrones is was, is already an established hit show. I mean, I believe they said it's like the most pirated show of all time.
0: Most pirated show on the Internet right now. Right.
3: And so so you know that this thing is going to be coming. Uh, you know, like I said, True Detective, understandable, because th- it, that was kind of, you know, uh, a underground hit, and then it like just exploded, and, and they were kind of caught off guard, I think, for that. But you knew Game of Thrones was going to be huge. And, you know, maybe they did get extra server space and all that uh, stuff. and Bandwidth. Yeah. And um, maybe, you know, it was, even with all the extra stuff they got in preparation, it still wasn't enough.
0: Uh, I'll say I got in from Captain America 2 last night, like around midnight, and I logged on to HBO Go to watch it. And I didn't have any, any trouble with it at all. But, again, that was at midnight, you know, so... It wasn't quite the prime time to be streaming that show,
3: right? Right, and I'm sure because you know I gotta honestly say is I've been so conditioned by Hulu to uh, having a 24 hour delay from when the show airs to uh, to when I have access to it is I don't even know I so I'm I'm guessing this means that when the show starts on you know HBO on, like, you know, the HBO that you get through your cable box. I guess they release it at that exact same time on HBO Go. And, and you know, because like I said, is I'm conditioned to, like, a 24-hour wait period. So I'm guessing they release it at the exact same time on both HBO Go and what you and uh, the actual broadcast HBO of it.
0: HBO was really hyping the premiere of this show. So much show that... I got a free HBO preview weekend, you know how I like, got cable comes Oh, that to do does that. not surprise me. Oh, and I that... got it for like the premiere of like Game of Thrones and stuff. Oh,
3: that does not surprise me. Is I, I bet anyone that subscribed to cable just had a free weekend pass because they're, you know, they're going to get you hooked because, you know, I, I know we're, we're going to be talking, uh, this is supposed to be about Game of Thrones, but I wanted to throw this in here real quick because uh, also, you know, giving people a free weekend pass is they also premiered another show that was really funny and really good. Uh, Silicon Valley. Right. With um, TJ Miller and I know the other comics, but. I'm just going to butcher their name, so I'm just going to leave it with TJ Miller, who's, uh, you know, a great comic, uh, which is, you know, it's it's a comedy about guys in Silicon Valley uh, who develop uh, a website, and, you know, now they're creating their own business, and the adventures of that, it's uh, created by, written by, and directed by Mike Judge, of course, you know, Beavis and Butthead, office Office Space, you know. Uh, so it, so yeah, so I think King of the Hill. Sorry, right? Just had to
0: throw that one out there. Of
3: course, you know, being that we're from Texas and all. Um, so I think that yeah, it's no surprise that you got a free weekend pass for HBO. Uh, you know, because not only was it the return of Game of Thrones, but also they're premiering, you know, new shows this weekend. Okay, but back to Game of Thrones. So, I before you came over is I tried to watch the show so that way you could we could get here and just you could come in, you know, we look up our new releases that we're going to talk about and then start recording. I got 5 minutes in to to the episode and I was so lost. I had to back out and watch the season 3 catch up, which by the way is 30 minutes. And I mean, it's I couldn't believe that. that that catching up on season three took me thirty minutes. First of all, is HBO did a really great job of doing that little recap? Because when I when we uh, when I finally did watch the episode, is I was like, okay, I know exactly what's going on, and I'm I'm caught up. But you know, I sometimes I think maybe there are way too many subplots <laughs> with Game of Thrones. Do you ever find yourself getting lost in? too many storylines like I'll I'll, I'll I'll fully admit this is i have to watch the season twice before i completely and fully understand it so typically what i've been doing in the past with game of thrones is i will watch each episode as it comes out and then once all the episodes are uh released i will go back and binge watch the uh entire season that just finished and I find upon binge watching that second run through, I'm finally like, oh, okay, this happened because of this. Okay, I get it. I get it because like there's so many damn storylines in this show. Don't shake your head at me in disappointment. What, what do you have? What do you have to say? Contribute something to I this.
0: I don't have this problem. Like like I, I do. I have this. I, it, it's sad. Uh, you know, I've, I I have you, trouble. I have trouble like doing math. But if you want to know what happened last season on Game of Thrones, like when it comes to pop culture, sci-fi, comic book character histories, I can rattle those off to you like I'm reading like statistics statistics out of like the newspaper I have no problem
3: right, and, doing that and and you know and like I don't have you know I don't have a problem you know also with some of the same things you said but you know with like um, rattling off uh, characters and all that except for when it comes to Game of Thrones because it's just so much like I said, th- thirty-minute episode for the season three recap, and it was a fast pace with like a, you know, all the characters talking about uh, what was going on. I just no nope. so much.
0: I it's watch so it, much. I watch it once, and like it all just comes flooding back to me. And I'm like, oh, now I'm, I remember. I know is
3: is so when you got here is uh you know is I was telling you how like I was trying to watch it before you got here, and I couldn't you know do it, and uh, then I. We ran out of time uh, before you got here to watch it, and while I was watching it, you were rattling off lines. You were quoting the episode after seeing it once.
0: Yeah, I watched it once at midnight last night, and I still remember all the key plot points. And yeah, like I said, a few lines.
3: And and you see, and that's the thing is, like, is when I say I need to watch it to fully understand it, is like I remember like the big key plot points. I still can't tell you. Half the characters' names. I can only describe them to you. The Lannisters and the Starks. I got down pretty solid, but oh gosh, the the Dragon Queen. I don't know her real name. Daenerys
0: or, Targaryen.
3: And that's probably one of the reasons why I don't remember it because it's. Why can't someone? I think. Oh, who? I can't remember. I was listening to a podcast, uh, or I was watching like the Colbert or Daily Show. But I was watching something, and they were they were kind of making fun of how, like you know, uh, oh that's what it was. It was a uh, it was actually an SNL sketch where um, they had someone playing uh, what is it? R.R. Marin. That is that the author? See, I didn't read the books.
0: George R.R. Martin.
3: I was so close. R.R. Marin. What I say? Man, I've been watching a lot of Mark uh, Marin on uh, Shut Up. It's a good wow. it's a good show and it's a good podcast. Shut Up. Uh but uh anyways as they were talking about how they have all these really weird names and then he just started running out of names for characters so that's why you have people named like Rob and you know real simple names because the 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 they have s- the name the names themselves are so damn hard to Rob. say and confusing. Not Rob like Bran, Ro- Rob Stark. Okay, what's the Lady Queen, the uh, Dragon Queen lady's name? Denarian yeah, Daenerys. Yeah, cuz that's like a common name that you hear every single day in passing. No.
0: House House, house Targaryen.
3: Right. And like, you know, uh, I don't I'm know. Sorry,
0: Daenerys. Wow, man. I, even I caught myself see? right there.
3: you see, and if if I if you can't get it, there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce it and get it. But, you know, like I said, as I do is I have to watch this several times. Okay. What was your initial like, what What would you think of, uh, after watching the episode, what'd you think?
0: Uh, upon first viewing, I thought it was a little soft, you know, like, a, l- a little slow to open up the series. But I realized you are having to, like, relaunch a whole lot of plot lines and, you know, like, reestablish, like, what are new plot lines for this season. But watching it that second time with you, like, really, like, listening to, like, what the characters were saying and everything, I found it a lot more fascinating and a lot more interesting
3: Right. Um, See what I mean is you get so much more out of the second run through of, of watching it because you can pay attention to the little stuff.
0: I love the hound's rant at the end when they're when they're sitting in that pub and he's like, "If you keep mouthing off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to eat all the chickens in here." Be- <laughs> yeah. Because you're oh, he was he was so badass right. in that moment.
3: And and you know, and I th- I gotta say though is when he um. When that scene was going on and like, you know, it was at the end of the episode is I got to say is like I kind of thought like this is typical Game of Thrones. This is, you know, we've gone this whole episode. No one's died. You know, is we haven't seen anyone. We haven't seen a big fight.
0: Well, the Dornish prince stabbed two of the stabbed one of the Lannisters okay. right through the wrist. Okay. Well, but and then to add insult to injury, he twisted knife blade while it was shoved into
3: his wrist. Oh, I didn't notice the twisting.
0: Yeah, no you you hear you hear like a metal like, <laughs> you're
3: uh, like. Oh, see, I didn't. But but that's not like a big fight. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, is I'm talking. You know, is no one was killed. Is is I think what it is. Is they have a format where they're like, okay, if it's going to be a story driven show or uh, episode or, you know, and by that I mean, you know, it's going to be a lot of talking and uh, more drama based than action based with fighting is I always find that they feel they seem to feel like, okay, well, if it's going to be a story driven show or episode uh, and not as much action that we got to put all the action at the end. And we gotta kill at least someone, and they always save the end of the episode to kill them. Is I, I kind of noticed that in episode in uh, season three. Did 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 you do you kind of get that feel like that's how you know the show goes? Is it seems like they just wait for the end of the episode. And they're like, okay, fine, we gotta throw them a bone and we gotta kill somebody.
0: I mean, sometimes. Other times, it's just all out battles throughout the
3: entire episode. Right. I mean. Here's the other. I think South Park might have like really kind of warped my view of Game of Thrones. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, South Park kind of brought out some, some I guess you could say flaws or not flaws, but annoyances with the show. And now that I've seen that three part uh, Stick of Truth, which was also you know, not only a parody of Game of Thrones, but also basically a three part commercial for their new video game. Uh, I feel like after watching that is I kind of see some of the things that they were talking about more in, uh, you know, making fun of in the South Park episode. And I don't know is I kind of feel like I'm still enjoying the show, but now I'm also kind of looking at it through a different light and different eyes.
0: See, not for me. I, I, I'm, you know, just, I'm all about the fantasy. I love the sword fights. I love the beautiful well, I do women. Too. I'm all about that.
3: Well, yeah, I, I am too, you know, is. No,
0: no, you're all about being too, too, too analytical. You've gotten, you've gotten a hipster on the show now. I see, I see where this is. You're like, hmm, the plot line doesn't, doesn't emote the character's true point of view now. And so I must, I must naysay this show.
3: No, that's not what I'm saying at all is I've been I've been the whole time. I've given it every time I've said something negative about it. I've said, you know is I've also said that I still enjoy it And it's still good
0: and what about little Arya stark man at the end of the show spoiler alert If you haven't seen it yet I'm giving you spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Like shoves a needle through the guy's throat and makes him choke on his own blood kn- and watches him die.
3: I knew it. Is as soon as as soon as uh, uh, they started marching uh, in towards towards the tavern, that I was like, she's gonna kill someone inside this tavern. Is it's just been building and building because you know since she's been on the run, she has just been getting stronger and stronger as a fighter. And I think that in episode one of season four, uh, you know, I think that she crossed a new line with her badassness.
0: After that, man, I was like, I was like, wow, man, the armies of the North should rally around her. She should just pick up where her brother left off and continue attacking. Yeah, man.
3: And so what do you think is going to happen with that? What do you think is going to happen? You know, is, I don't know. The okay. Armies- okay. Let, let's just get this.
0: Red Wedding spoilers. Yeah,
3: spoiler. Okay, if I mean, well, first of all, if you haven't finished season three, you probably really shouldn't be listening to this episode. You know, go ahead and like fast forward a little bit to to hear the new releases. But you know, is is yeah? Let's let's address this. How are they going to do this? You have Lady Stark dead, Rob Stark dead, dead. This I mean, you have. uh, What's the the? You have Bran and the it. Bran's the, the red. Bran's the redheaded uh, Stark that's in King's Landing, right?
0: No, Bran's. I thought Bran was the second.
3: You see, this is what I'm second, talking about. Too many characters.
0: Second, the second youngest brother. He's he's beyond the wall with Hodor. Oh right, Hodo. okay.
3: Those two guys. Okay, yeah, no, I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, and then you got baby Stark, who's like sitting on the throne at like age eight, trying to run an entire kingdom by himself
3: wait baby what do you have the two younger Stark brothers that are um on the outside of the wall
0: no only one at the end of season three he makes him go oh, back to
3: Winterfell that was not in the recap that they split up it just so like so you
0: have this eight-year-old kid who's trying to run Winterfell
3: but like what but like what is Winterfell I mean right now Winterfell it, is in ruins it got exactly attacked. exactly so like what is there really to rule be like Okay guys, same thing you did yesterday. Well, I mean, Just start even, picking up all the shit. You even know?
0: even when like the, the credits of like the show rolls and like if you like pay attention to like shows like what like, each kingdom sings. Don't is, tell oh, okay. You mean the it, opening.
3: Yes. I, I thought you meant like you gotta watch the ending no, credits because no, there are no. messages in that. I'm no, like, shit. and
0: it, <laughs> and and it shows Winterfell with like a huge plume of smoke coming right, out. Right, it does. It's is
3: like, and I do love that about the uh, about the show is is you know I had heard. I don't. I don't know if it's how true it is. Uh, you. You know. You, you seem to be able to follow the show easier than I. Am, is but uh, from what I've heard is, each uh, episode where they do the opening theme and they do the uh, castles and all that that pop up, they only show the ones that are going to be in that episode. Yeah, they do. Okay, okay. I didn't. I didn't know if that was real or not because like. I mean, well,
0: actually, I mean, Winterfell wasn't referenced and in in, uh, you never saw Winterfell in this episode and they still showed it in the opening credits. So I may take that did, back. Did they? No. no. Uh, they showed the wall. They showed King's Landing. Yeah. They showed Daenerys kingdom. Which well, one's the Daenerys? Kingdom that's the the drag- blonde dragon. Yes. Queen.
3: Just call her the dragon queen.
0: Why not just call her by her name?
3: Because her name, I can't
0: say her name. Daenerys Targaryen.
3: Okay. Well, yeah, Targaryen. Yeah, we'll go with that. I forgot. I forgot she
0: had a last name. <laughs> Targaryen. Yeah. Everybody's got a last name Sh- and a title.
3: Cher doesn't. She's not in the show, but she's somebody.
0: The imp is the master of coin. You know. what I mean, come on. Everybody's right. you know. And
3: she's the dragon queen. So technically, by calling her dragon queen or mother of dragons, or is it dragon queen?
0: No, mother of dragons. You actually got Damn. that one right. I mean, I was I was impressed there.
3: Mm, mm, victory dance. <clears throat> All right, what else you got uh, on this episode?
0: Just awesome. Uh Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, I was return, waiting for you to get to that. Returns to King's Landing expecting a hero's welcome and gets bitch-slapped in the face by everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean
0: nobody wants anything to do with him now. Not
3: even oh god, that was such an awkward reunion when he got with his sister Cersei? Cersei. Oh man. Cersei Lannister who is extremely hot. But like the whole and I know it's just acting, but like They sell it. Oh God, did they sell it? And when they have the reunion and he and the he's just like immediately making a move to you know, to start fooling around. It's just like, ugh. Oh, it's just so bad. Because you forget they hadn't seen each other since what? Season one, right?
0: Right, he spends all of season 2 being and captured season, by the Starks and season, and season three,
3: 3 being transported from different places yes. being being escaping, being captured, escaping. Oh man. You know, yeah, now let me ask you this is as we were kind of talking about this um uh before we were watching we watched the uh episode. You know, w- we said earlier that it is the most pirated show, probably the most pirated, you know, series ever. And, you know, I definitely think it's, you know, uh, I think it's safe to say the biggest thing that HBO has ever done in their history. Would you say bigger than True Blood? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I know,
0: I know that True Blood's entering like the end of its run. And so like its popularity has fallen off a little bit, but
3: man. Well, but when like,
0: that first came out, I mean, like that really like helped, like I mean, along with Twilight, okay. re-kick the whole that, ba- kickstart the whole vampire but craze. See, but you
3: see, that's the thing, is is when True Blood came out, is yeah, Twilight was huge, and you know the teenage vampire thing was huge, and I think uh, you
0: cannot tell me that Game of Thrones has not or Lord of the Rings has not helped Game of Thrones. You're not going to tell me Game of Thrones was a I know, standalone. But,
3: but but we're talking about True Blood right now. We're talking about True Blood because I hate that. Well, I don't hate that show. I just couldn't get into that show. Oh,
0: man. I love that show.
3: And, you know, I think I watched the first season and I thought it was all right. And then I just never watched the second season. And then I just started hearing that everyone was like, yeah, it's just vampire porn. Like everyone's just like screwing on that show. And that was kind of like maybe I should watch it again and but i never did because i also heard too many comparisons to twilight and i think i think the overhypeness of twilight also kind of maybe not 100% but had some effect on the popularity of of true blood because yes while it is a, a popular show it is nowhere as popular as game of thrones and yes i do think that the popularity of um Lord of the Rings. That's the one uh, influenced and has something to do with uh, with the popularity of Game of Thrones. I was never a Lord of the Ring fan. Is I've never read any of the books. I've watched. I yeah, I have seen all three movies, but I'm you know I've only watched them once, and each time I watched them, I was watching half ass, you know, because I really didn't care.
0: Well, getting back to Game of
3: Thrones here. But getting back to Game of Thrones. So, being how big it is. And seeing as you know, as it is the sci-fi fantasy,
0: I would say it's more fantasy than than sci-fi.
3: Right, right. But seeing how it's a fantasy show, and I guess basically what I'm trying to say is, can it be this popular and still be you know, you know, owned by nerd nerds? Culture. Yeah, yes. Be- 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 well, but how how is that possible? Because Comic
0: book to, movies are still owned by nerd culture, and once again, Captain America, right, ninety six point two million dollars. Right,
3: Avengers, two hundred million. You know, um,
0: it used to but, be uncool to say I was a nerd and and to like comic books, and now it, 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 it's it's a cool thing to say. Right,
3: but does does that make does that make you know does does being a nerd then lose something because now because no. now you have everyone's like oh now I'm a nerd because I wear like really thick framed glasses
0: that's not what you define a nerd as. i know
3: i know but there you have to admit there is uh i guess you could say a sub genre of nerd that's more hipster now
0: is the golden age of being a nerd where people are not afraid to come out and say hey i am passionate about horror films or hey i am passionate about game of thrones i love this show this is my shit okay now is the time right like it is more accepted in our culture to come out and say that you are passionate and are like willing to throw gobs of money at like a certain facet whether it be movies, yeah, but, books or art I mean and but, like people are finding their niche more and more claiming it under the flag of nerddom
3: right and don't get me wrong is, is I love the fact that you know that more people are looking at this culture but I also feel like you know is that when a, when a counterculture a subculture then becomes the majority and the populace I feel like it kind of loses something because then it goes from being this underground thing to being this thing that is starting to get sucked up by corporate America and then being sucked up by corporate America, you lose your uniqueness and then you just have cookie cutter, you know, copies of everybody. How
0: can you lose your uniqueness when it's owned by the people and only corporate America is just marketing it?
3: But that's the thing though, is how, how do the people own, Marvel. How do the people own DC?
0: Guess what? People buy Superman, they keep making Superman comic books. People stop buying Superman comic books. They're gonna slow it down. The people dictate the market on the characters they want to see.
3: Right. But but also what's going in hand in hand with that and that loyalty is now Marvel isn't this underground company. Now Marvel Marvel's
0: never been an underground company.
3: Really? So I I mean Yes, Marvel and DC have been the bigger comic book if you companies. Were, if you were but going but, underground, but, you but gotta, it, wait, hold on. But you know, only within the last couple, you know, I would what, 10 uh I'd say 10-15 years, now Marvel has a movie department whereas before they didn't have this. It's but so But they weren't
0: underground 10 to 15 years ago. I'm,
3: I, maybe underground was a bad term, but what I'm saying is is you know, they are definitely becoming more of the corporate mainstream when they used to not be even though they were big cuz you can be big and popular and still not be part of like quote unquote corporate america mainstream but now you have you know the biggest movies that are coming out are coming from this fringe sub uh culture and now they're you know yeah they're influencing uh you know the uh, I guess you could say the pop culture, the main culture, and so I think they're kind of losing some of their uniqueness because of that. Because now they're being integrated into mainstream media and mainstream America.
0: You can't say that the comic
3: book it's like, a, community. It's, it, yes, was I a, can because it's my opinion, Sam. A, well, it's a, my opinion. What's well, a wrong opinion? There's no such thing.
0: You can't say that it was a fringe or subculture that was that was I'm seldom sa- known like. No, what ago. what
3: I'm saying is is it wasn't as big as it was. It, it wasn't a hundred percent part of main. It wasn't part of mainstream culture, and mainstream media like it is now.
0: Comic books have always, I mean, since their inception, in some form, have always been in in, in pop culture or mainstream media. It's never been a quiet subgenre that somehow just blew up overnight. I mean, there are, well, but
3: you have to submit it's exploded a lot more oh, yeah, in, the in movies, recent years with the movies the, the, have with the helped sell right,
0: the brand. Right. But Wait. Marvel's been around and DC has been around. Right.
3: And I, if you were listening to what I, to what I was saying is, yeah, I, I'm acknowledging that. But what I'm saying is, is now they are becoming the trend setters and, you well, know,
0: Jeff, don't worry. Everything has a, has a rising point and a falling point.
3: I know, know. I'm just saying is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying is, I'm just asking a question, Sam. Okay. I'm, I'm going to my little Bill O'Reilly Fox news things. All I'm doing is asking questions. All right. That's all I'm doing. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions.
0: Well, what's your question specifically, Jeff?
3: I forgot. <sighs> we I we started going off oh yeah it well no my original question was is do you think you it loses some of its nerdness by being like the most popular show possibly of all? no time?
0: honestly I think with Game of Thrones being as popular as it is it's making people more comfortable who used to be afraid to say hey I nerd out on this like like now that it's more socially acceptable you know what it's okay to come out and say you- hey I'm a nerd. I watch Game of Thrones. I play D&D. You know, I mean like like stuff like this is helping people like come out of the nerd closet, you know, quote unquote. <laughs> right. And you know making making it more society, more accepted in society to be a nerd and to say, "Hey, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what sets my soul aflame. This is what I love, and I'm not afraid to say it."
3: I love that. <laughs> That <laughs> sets my soul aflame. <laughs> that sounds like something you wrote for a chick in high school. Like that was part of a poem you wrote for someone in high school, and you just It's you, actually
0: a, a, a phrase that's been around for a while. I know, but I'm just saying it's, it just it's, describes it's, it's, how passionate you are. About I know,
3: something. I know, but I'm just saying is like giving the fact that like I've known you as long as I've known you is I could see you. In I've high never school. written
0: poetry for a woman before, so no. Really, really.
3: Wow! I have it. Did not work out well. I do not recommend it. Well, I've, lo, never, I've let, never. Let me let me rephrase that. If you have, if if you're a talented writer, yeah, go for it. My experience, it is not a good idea. Let me put it to you <laughs> it this can way: fire.
0: I've never needed to write poetry for a woman.
3: Oh, big man! Oh, born with natural game, doesn't have to try. Just pussy falls in your lap. Oh, God! You know. It's the voice, man. Chicks dig the voice. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Last thing, you know, with Game of Thrones as being as popular as it is. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, two two things. Um. You you said you had read the book, or, uh, or
0: the, I read the first book. The first
3: book, because 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 I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out is how close they're staying to source material, because you know um walking dead's you know another big uh, ch- uh you know success from the nerd uh c- culture that has crossed over into mainstream and there's been um there's been oh god damn i lost my train of thought <laughs> i hate that what was like where was i wh- how did i start that off walking dead how was i tying that into game of thrones is it source material source, source material, material. Right, because Walking Dead...
0: Stop dwelling on set your soul afire and get, get your <laughs> get your hat out of your ass and get back in the game, Jeff.
3: Okay. Um, you know, Walking Dead's been very open about, uh, about skewing away from source material because they want people who read the uh, comic to also enjoy the show so that way you can enjoy both stories and still not get bored because, you know, if you don't know... What's going to happen to the TV show because they change things from the comic to the TV show and keep some things the same so you read the first book of Game of Thrones how close do you, and do you know with later with you know seasons two and three and now four? Uh, have you heard uh, are they sticking really close to source material.
0: I would say so. I mean, the first book was about eighty-five to ninety percent fairly close to like the source material. Granted, ages of certain characters have been changed in order, you know, to show what the show has to show, right? And other stuff like that. But um, yeah, no. I mean, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised because what I was reading was happening on screen, and even in the book, man. When Ned Stark goes to get beheaded, I was just like, "It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen." No.
3: still, so they're going to find a way to save him. Now, why uh, why haven't you read the other ones?
0: Uh, I've just been caught up in reading other other books and other series. And I think at the time uh, I was reading that one, I was a telemarketer, and I got really bored at my job. <laughs> so I used to bring in books and kind of sneak read books. <laughs> was this the telemarketing the
3: job that you and I worked at together? Uh no. Uh, okay, you had another telemarketing job. I did. Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and and so I was sure.
3: was this after the uh, the one where we were selling people like alumni yearbooks, college, college alumni annuals? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is yeah. that is that the technical term? Yeah, and I, I, I don't care.
0: <laughs> <The> sad <laughs> thing is, I still remember part of part of the script. Oh wow, really? We had to read it in really? hours every day.
3: Well, I just I just remember getting yelled at by someone being like. It's eight in the goddamn morning and my husband's outside. I know I'm doing a really deep voice, but it was a woman and it was during winter and she was really mad that I was calling at eight in the morning while her husband was outside shoveling snow. And, uh, and I was like, well, can you get him on the phone? Because I have a terrific offer for him. (laughs) You know, you know that thing Facebook does. Yeah. Pay a hundred dollars for it and it doesn't update every single day. (laughs) You know, and that's when I lost it. I was like, I got to quit this job. I told my parents I got fired, that, like, I had low sales. And, uh, yeah, I just – I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I didn't know you had another uh, second, uh, another another. I did, but so,
0: but so I used to get bored of this job, and I, would, and I would bring books in, and, like, one of the books I brought in, because this was when the first season of Game of Thrones was on, was I, I bought a – I think it's the uh, – First book is called a Book of Fire and
3: Ice. Right. Yeah, I believe and, so.
0: And I just kind of, sn- and then I got I got fired from that job, and so after that, I, I kind of lost my aspirations for reading for a while.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, th- that's kind of like so. So you 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 read the first book because of the first season. Yeah. Yeah. I was that, I was that
0: really hooked after like the first. That's season.
3: exactly what happened with me with Walking Dead. Is I saw the first season, and I was like, I cannot wait for season two. I know I had I knew that the comic had already been going past where the TV show was. So I was like, I just don't want to wait for season two. So after season one of yeah, the show. Did you have a
0: completely different ending from the first book and the first season of the TV show?
3: Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: Spoilers. Carl shoots Rick's best friend in the head for trying to kill Rick.
3: Right, which, you know, Shane, and, and, Shane didn't yeah, die until season two of the – of yeah. the of the show, you know,
0: little little Carl shoots Shane in the head and goes, well, "Daddy, this isn't like killing zombies." And, and book one ends.
3: Yeah, well, and also is you know the CDC at the end, uh, where they all find out that they you know everyone's infected and it don't, it just comes up when you die. That that was nowhere in the comics. Is like they never went to you know the Center for Disease and Control and like met the met the scientists that told them all that. Okay, but speaking of Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Uh, the last point I want to make, uh, before we get, uh, get off this topic or not point, but you know, the new season of walking dead, uh, I have to admit I haven't watched it because I don't have cable and I just finally got someone's, uh, provider login information. So now I can go to AMC and watch all the full episodes if they put them back up. But, um, anyways, the new season of Walking Dead, even though I have not seen it, so I cannot make a judgment call, I have heard that it got a lot of flack because it was really slow and I guess you could say not as much action. Really? The, this is what I've heard.
0: I, I mean, like, I'm, I I have to battle for DVR time at. At my current living situation right so uh, I that's that's why I fall behind but I'm, I'm about four or five episodes in well, and it's still going pretty well for me like well I'm still thoroughly interested in the in the storyline that's going right
3: on. but but so my, my question is is do you think that maybe that Game of Thrones might have that potential of where it gets so big and you know cuz I, th- I think I think a lot of of why people on the new season of Walking Dead are giving it shit is because it just it's so, it got so big so fast and you know it just exploded and everyone's like just giving it crap because now they're sick of it do you think game of thrones has that potential
0: no i mean every show hits with like what's called the sophomore slump you know we like right. the writing wanes a little bit and the story slows down but i mean if it's a really good show with a strong fan base and great writers and good actors then you'll you'll They'll see the errors of their ways, and they will like rebound quickly with like a really spectacular season. You know, looks so like if like if like season four of like Game of Thrones wanes, expect like season five to like pick up and be like more fast paced, right. more action, more of the stuff that like the I, fans want. I don't,
3: I just I'm just happy the dragons are finally here.
0: And they're getting bigger. They're
3: getting bigger. And they're kind of snapping. We're still, back at- we're still being promised the White Walkers. At least you know, like this is season one. Who knows? Or episode one? Who knows? The rest of the season could be all White Walkers. But I
0: just, I just want Daenerys to cross the ocean already and start the war for the Iron Throne.
3: I know. Like I feel like they just. I have to say, there are some times where I just feel like, okay, you can stop teasing. Just you're being a cock tease. Stop it. You know, is that's what I feel like they're doing, which is, you know, which is what you want to do because then you're building suspense and then guess what? I'm going to come back and watch next week's episode. Well, I
0: mean, like they just mentioned like this, this episode that like Joffrey's wedding is a fortnight away, you know, so fortnight two weeks. And I'm just like, man, how long is it going to, how many episodes is it going to take for me to get through two weeks in this show before like the wedding? I know, I know. Because like, I think, you know, weddings on this show. Terrible shit happens at weddings. On I know. Show. So, I like, know. I'm waiting for Joffrey's wedding, and I'm just like, "What's going to happen on that night?"
3: I'm going to be really mad. I I haven't read anything about like what the new season is supposed to, what season four is supposed to cover.
0: Why would you? It ruins the surprise. Right.
3: But you know, if you know, episode one, they say we got two weeks till the wedding. If this entire season takes place over two weeks, I don't, I don't. Uh, Daenerys
0: is, is, isn't, isn't going to be able to march her army that far in two weeks.
3: Yeah, that's yeah.
0: She's got 163 miles to go, and she's got to she stop off
3: and bury every dead person.
0: So she has to bury 163 dead people before right. she reaches well, the next big city. She's going to sack she, and liberate. She
3: she she said that uh, that she well she didn't say she was going to bury, but she just said she wanted to see each one of their faces. Yeah. So oh spoiler okay. Uh, Anything else, Sam?
0: Nope. Just interested in Tyron's storyline. Hopefully that'll pick up a little bit more.
3: The imp. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about what is coming out this week in movies, comics. I didn't look up anything if there is any good uh, music coming out. Oh, but speaking of music real quick, shit, I forgot to bring, uh, I meant to bring this up uh, at the beginning of the episode. Uh, You know what this weekend was? No. 20th anniversary of Kurt Cobain killing himself. 20 years this past weekend, 20 years, uh, since he had, uh, killed himself. Just time flew by. It does not feel like 20 years. And I can't believe that means I was eight when he killed himself. I, when I look back and I think about listening to Nirvana, I picture myself as older than eight. I can't believe I was eight and I knew who Kurt Cobain was and was listening to him. That's the benefit of having an older sibling. Is you have an older sibling, I who, knew
0: who the Smashing Pumpkins were. Yeah, at, I did too. At it, eight years old.
3: Like I, re, I, re, I, remember hearing like, "Oh yeah, Smashing Pumpkins going on hiatus because their drummer or keyboard player OD'd," you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, is that's a, that's a real good benefit of having um, of having older siblings. Is, a, is uh, you get a little wiser before your time, so which can be good and bad. All right, coming out on DVD this week, uh, or today, I should say, uh, April 8th, not a whole lot. Really not a whole lot. Give me something. You have Believe, or I should say Justin Bieber's Believe. I (laughs) I cannot believe. I went to a couple different websites, and the two biggest releases on DVD this week are Justin Bieber's Believe. And this piece of shit movie called The Hobbit. Okay, I just—damn ha- just,
2: your
0: tongue, sir.
3: i, 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 I just want it. Okay, um, I, I just—I was just saying that just to get a reaction out of you, Sam. Uh, I, I have not seen any of the Hobbit movies. I don't.
0: The desolation of Smaug.
3: Smog, like what you get Smaug. out of. Not smog. smog. It's smog. You can call it whatever you want. I'm calling that smog.
0: And I'm calling you ignorant. <laughs>
3: that is I just I, I couldn't you know like I've said several times before couldn't get into um, to the uh, Lord of the Ring uh, movies so there's no way I'm getting into the Hobbit movies I also think that they are really stretching the Hobbit movies writing uh, p- the coattails of the success of the Lord of the Ring movies because they're stretching this out into a three-part uh, movie D- don't do that Sam that's not nice for everybody who
0: can't see me, I am I am I am flipping Jeff off repeatedly. That's
3: not nice. That hurts my feelings, Sam.
0: No, it, give him a shot, man. At least watch the first one before you start casting is, doubt on. Well, the well so
3: so so here's the thing, though, is uh my buddy went and saw The Hobbit opening night in 3D, and what th- they did they did two releases. Uh, what was it? Thirty was it thirty two frames per second, and then. Uh, a 24 frames per second release he saw the 32 frames in 3d and he said it, it, it was a mistake seeing it at at that high a frame rate and seen in 3d because you could really see you know uh, there was a lot of green screen CGI making up the landscape of the village and then there were also set pieces and I guess the the blending of the two wasn't done real well, and so watching it on a movie screen in 3D at such a high uh, frame rate, you could really see the imperfections on the set. And That's he's, great. What do I care? Well, he just, he just said it took away a lot from, it's
0: from on, the film. I'm just saying it's on HBO Go right now. Go watch it but go go at least become knowledgeable about your source material before you start ripping a new asshole no no
2: no no
3: you, you sam i said i just said that to get a rise out of you and to and to be honest i hadn't seen it i i said that sam you want me to stop the recording and play it back for you no cuz i really hope i said that but that was my intention <laughs> that was my intention was is i'm not bashing it because i can't bash it cuz i haven't seen it if i just you, i just you... couldn't get it, i i just first of all is the Hobbit was, it's not like the Lord of the ring books is it's, it's shorter. And you know, they, they did this with Lord of the rings. Each book was a movie. The Hobbit wasn't three books long. So why are they making it three movies long? My theory, they are riding the coattail of success of Peter Jackson and, uh, and Lord of the Rings and so they're just trying to do three movies so they can get more money out of the franchise
0: if you had fun with the first three if you enjoy the Shire if you enjoy the fantasy experience that this brings then guess what you have no problem saddling up for three films okay the characters that, are awesome I, the environment is believable it's an, an a rich it's an I don't enriching think... experience for those of us who love the Lord of the Rings franchise
3: Okay, I I okay. I mean, I can't I can't argue with you because I haven't seen it, and you know, I'm just saying is I have heard negative things about the film from uh from people who love the Lord of the Rings books and movies, and then they were not happy with the Hobbit movie. That's all I'm seen saying. The
0: Hobbit five times. So and it's been good. You know how many time. times
3: I've seen Point Break, and that's nowhere on par with you know with Lord I've of the seen, Rings. I've seen
0: I've seen point break about forty times.
3: Because it's awesome. Because bad movies can be awesome and sometimes even though you know deep down that it's a piece of shit movie, your fanboyness takes over control and you're like, no man, I'm gonna justify the shit out of loving this movie.
0: Booty, I am an FBI agent. <laughs>
3: that was really good. I've never heard you do that impression. That was awesome! It's the
0: first time I ever tried doing a Keanu Reeves impression. <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
3: That was really good. Okay, so uh, so big DVD releases recap the two Justin Beaver's believe the and The Hobbit and, Desolation of Smaug and I I give that an yeah. all right Sam what's coming out in uh, in uh, comics?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing over. <laughs> All right, coming out in comics this week uh, in the Marvel verse, um, we have Iron Fist. Iron Fist is kind of an unsung badass to me in the in, in the Marvel oh, universe.
3: We were talking about this before. Uh, before yeah, you were the,
0: reading about him in like your Deadpool. Well, comic is books?
3: is so? Uh, in uh, the is is I'm I'm not reading Deadpool as they come out. I'm reading the graphic novel. So I just read volume three: The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And uh, before they get into that story arc, is they do the Heroes for Hire. Which was uh,
0: what Iron Fist founded right and it was so it was him and Luke Cage
3: Luke Cage that's who it was and uh, and Deadpool just kind of like came in and like you know was like okay you guys are looking for heroes for hire you guys can hire me and there's like no it's the reverse of that and you know deadpool just kind of messes with them to
0: back up what what heroes for hire was it was a group in new york city where basically like if you are having like like if your boyfriend right. was slapping you around or if like if your store kept getting robbed right and and you, and, could, and you could you could hire these guys to like protect you or, or help you out and
3: that was exactly the uh that was exactly the plot line and i think it was deadpool 13 i think it was i may be off by an issue or two but uh but yeah is is he teams up with the Heroes for Hire, and uh, because someone's bodega is getting shaken down by this is the villain's name, the White Man, <laughs> the White Man who is basically an albino pimp who wears all white like 70s pimp clothing and has a magical cane that will turn you into stone.
0: Well, in this one, uh, Danny Rand, who is the Iron Fist, basically he was this really rich guy that got heavy into martial arts and discovered he had some inner powers and was really great at martial arts and he can create like an energy fist. Basically that right. kind of like energy blade comes around his fist. And it's 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 called a key energy or you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So in this one it starts out with him, you know, just hanging out in his penthouse, kinda of regretting the fact that he's alive. <laughs> and uh basically this he gets this message from like his old master that says you've got to come back, you know, come back to your own, mm. your temple, and there are deadly consequences for him coming back, and you know, enemies he has to face. You know, so it's just a great jumping off origin story right here. And if you're a fan of like the unsung heroes of the Marvel verse, like I am, you know, like Moon Knight and Iron Fist, I would say check this one out.
3: Yeah, yeah, is, geez, Deadpool, in the Deadpool issue, they wrote him as, like, much happier after the Heroes for Hire, like, he was, he had his own little dojo and, like, teaching kids karate and all that, he was not, like, this, you know, like, sad guy, you know, so, I find it kind of ironic that Deadpool made him happier than what his own comic is making him.
0: Uh, All right. uh, The other two, uh, the next one coming out, Ghost Rider 2, you know, with with the whole new Ghost Rider. Yeah,
3: the one with Nick Cage, right? No. What the hell, man? (laughs) I had to do that. I'm sorry. Those (sighs) those, those movies were so much shit. Oh, my God. No. (laughs)
0: Can the new teen Ghost Rider, that's right, we have a teenage Ghost Rider now. Oh, uh, yeah. Robbie Reyes handle the spirit of vengeance, or is it going to overpower him too much? And he's driving around in, like, this badass kind of, like, ghost-out muscle car. That's but,
3: right, because we were talking about issue one, and you and I had the discussion of, like...
0: Fast and Furious, kind of.
3: Right, like, h- he's Ghost Rider, he has a motorcycle, and now he has a muscle car.
0: Yeah, but see, he doesn't know, like, quite where he got this muscle car from, and so, like, the, it's hinting that the guy who kind of, like, gave him the muscle car you reali- is going gonna, gonna to come looking for him. And Charlie, you know, like take his car back and everything. So yeah. I mean, it's got some interesting plot points in it huh. for me.
3: This means we've been officially doing the show for a month. That we are now on issue two of the new Ghost Rider. Uh, I'm gonna call him Ghost Rider Junior. I still, I still don't like the fact that it's a muscle car. I
0: don't I, I, don't, I don't. I still miss Johnny Blaze, the original Ghost Rider.
3: Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. I'm sure they have their reasons on why they're switching it from a, the, the, you the know, I mean, classic character to right. Well, but not a classic character, but from you know the motorcycle to a muscle car. I mean, i I guess I guess you could say they're they're also trying to keep up with the times. And right now, muscle cars, you know, with the success of Fast and Furious franchises, uh, franchise that muscle cars are in.
0: All right, on the on the DC side, moving moving over to the DC universe, um, Sinestro Sinestro is coming out with his own comic book. For those of you that don't know who Sinestro is, I would be one of them. Uh, he is the Green Lantern's greatest foe. He founded the Yellow Green Lantern Corps, the one that's based on fear. And basically, as this new Sinestro comic book starts out, uh, he's lost everything his his friends, his family, the the uh, the yellow fear sinestro core is a joke right now and basically he's having to you know like rebuild everything with with his bare hands but you know is he going to be a good guy is he going to be a bad guy because he used to be one of the best green lanterns out there and then he lost that and became a yellow lantern which is like the evil like the antithesis of what the green lanterns are and you know so i mean it's kind of hinting you know that maybe he could be a good yellow lantern this time around and maybe actually uses powers for good you don't know But what you do know is that basically this guy's got nothing and he's just kind of like in the dregs of space having to rebuild his empire. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this has been an interesting thing that's been going on in comic books recently. Like when shows get canceled, they'll continue them on for seasons afterwards in comic book form. Both Buffy and Angel did this.
3: Oh, okay, okay. I, uh, I get what you mean now. Uh, Fire pu-
0: Firefly's done this.
3: And Pushing Daisies was supposed to do this, uh, but like that's been I, I've just heard there's that's been developmental hell uh, with the pushing. But yeah, <clears throat> but, 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 but well yeah. Now, uh, I, well, now Smallville's doing this. Really?
0: Yes, there is there is I a, thought
3: there was already uh, a comic Well, now I, in, I thought Smallville I know Smallville is, you know, the the origins of uh Superman. Of Superman and him growing up. But I thought that was already a comic and I thought Smallville the TV show was based off of a Smallville type comic. No. Okay. Other,
0: other other way around. So now with like the, you know, kind of like the kicking off point of Smallville season 11, like uh, Clark's Oh, it's still going in the in comic book form, no longer on TV. Oh, so so form. so
3: even in comic book form, they're they're go, they're naming it with seasons. Yeah, like 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 oh. it's still
0: they they did this with Buffy and and Angel okay. too. I mean, like it's still the TV show just in comic book form.
3: I got I got you.
0: But basically, what caught my eye about this one on the Smallville season eleven is that the Green Lantern ring that had been laying dormant in that sector of space suddenly awakens, and it finds Superman to wield it. One of the most powerful men in the universe is going to be wielding the Green Lantern Ring, one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. This has unlimited potential to be a really awesome story. So that's why it caught my eye, and I would recommend that you check it out, is because, once again, it's Superman wielding
3: the Green Lantern Ring.
2: Hmm.
0: And that's That's my take on comics this week. All righty.
3: One comic that I do want to bring up, uh, just because I am a mega fan of it, uh, the Walking Dead issue 125 comes out uh, also this Wednesday, uh, April 11th. This is part 11 of All Out War. Um, I Walking Dead. I tried reading the comics month to month, and I just couldn't do it because like when I get when I go down that Walking Dead rabbit hole, is like I just one comic is not gonna you know be enough for so me. So you've just been buying the graphic novels. So yeah, is, is like I said, Is I tried doing it comic to comic for a while, uh, and I just couldn't do it because I was like, no, is I just need more. And once a month wasn't enough for me. So now I'm just like, okay, might as well just wait for the graphic novel and get, you know, a, a lot in at once. But, um, you know, so I am at the very, uh, well, I wouldn't say I'm at the very beginning. I'm at, the, I would say, beginning to middle because I don't know exactly how far they're going with the all-out war story arc so I would say I'm somewhere either in the middle or you know closer to the beginning than the end uh, with um, with that story arc but so yeah so Walking Dead all out, uh walking dead issue 125 all-out war part 11 uh, also coming out this Wednesday at your local comic book shop Coming out in theaters on Friday, April 11th. Oh, I just said April 11th for Walking Dead. April 9th for Walking Dead. Um, Theaters, Friday, April 11th. Uh, Sam, you were saying this one looks good. I'm not a big sports guy. I've never really liked, you know, baseball, football. I kind of got... I'm kind of into the Mavericks, I guess. But, like, you know, I... No, that's a lie. I can't name anyone besides Dirk on the team. Um, but, uh, draft day starring uh, Kevin Costner, Jennifer Gardner, Dennis Leary is coming First out. Of
0: all, sports films are Kevin Costner's bread and butter. Bull Durham field of dreams for the love of true. the game. I mean, all that great Costner films. Uh, and this one, he plays the, it's directed by Ivan Reitman. I mean, come on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, he that's 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 got some weight leaning to it. Yeah. Uh you know, so
0: he plays he plays the GM of the Kevin Costner plays the GM of the Cleveland Browns, which if, if you follow football at all, the Cleveland Browns are like one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. And basically he has a chance on on draft day to like build this super all star team. But everybody keeps doubting his like decisions and thinking that he's crazy for like going after certain players. It's kinda like a money ball setup here. But for like the NFL, you know, because like he sees things that other people don't see and he grasps concepts that other people can't grasp. And so the people think that he's drafting this ludicrous and crazy team, but what he's actually doing is putting together this awesome championship winning football team. But can – but will like the people get out of his way on, on draft day to allow him to like, work his magic and draft a team that he needs right. to draft?
3: Is I remember, I remember watching the preview, and I know Lionsgate's the big one, but there was – I just remember watching the preview and being like, wow, I can't believe that they got the rights to all these to use all these NFL the real NFL teams. Because, like, you know, you look at uh, any given Sunday with Oliver Stone's flick and he, I guess, did not want to pay the NFL any money for any rights. And so he made up his own team and his own little league for that movie. And uh, I mean, I guess they really partnered. I mean, they had to have really struck a good deal with the NFL, you know, I mean, considering that, you know, they're using, they're saying in the description of the movie, the NFL draft, and then they are using, you know, real teams like, you know, the Cleveland Browns and, uh,
0: it's great press for the NFL. uh,
3: Yeah. And it's also really is, uh, is the, um, the MVP guys who are also on the next wave radio network. They were, they were kind of talking about this, about how, you know, the NFL is really trying to also become a three, you know, a year round thing. And they're trying to, um,
0: are you going to tell me that we're going to NFL films coming soon, producing sports movies? I don't know, man.
3: Is because one of the, our next movie that we're talking about is a WWE film, man. I can't believe this is when I think of WWE films, I think of those straight to Netflix. Like
0: WrestleMania happened last night, by the way. Okay.
3: I'm sorry, dude. Once again South Park kind of ruined it for me because I now after watching them all I see is okay wrestling is so proper for white trash.
0: I watch wrestling. Yeah, you John, heard
3: what I said.
0: John Cena,
3: Randy Orton, the CM Punk, there, you know. CM Punk. You, 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 I mean, everyone's aware that it's scripted. They go out in the ring and they know who the winner is going to be. It's the
0: ultimate male soap opera. So,
3: it, that's what I'm saying is it's a soap opera, you know? Okay. So maybe white trash isn't appropriate. We'll call it the ultimate male soap opera. But anyways, WWE film, uh, Oculus coming out today. This starring, uh, what, what are you shaking your head for?
0: You said coming out today.
3: Did I really? Yes.
0: Ah, coming out Friday. Friday.
3: Friday, uh, April eleventh. Oculus, starring uh, the only name that I really recognize. Oh no, sorry, two names that I recognize: uh, Karen Gillian from Doctor Who, Amelia Pond, probably the best companion the Doctor ever had.
0: We'll get into that one later.
3: Oh, sorry, you're a Rose fan, aren't you?
0: We'll get into that one
3: later. Just, just yes or no, Rose? Yes, I love Rose. Well, yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my opinion, the best companion to the doctor, Miss Amelia Pond. And then uh, Katie Scoff, f- of course, from the legendary uh, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. What? Why are you putting your head?
0: Her name is Katie Sackoff.
3: Oh, is it Sackoff? Scoff- I thought the C was kind of silent. Sackoff. We're never I didn't
0: we're never gonna get a, a celebrity guest on this show you're gonna butcher their names are gonna walk I know out.
3: dude I did the same thing in college whenever we'd have guests on in college I did the same thing that's why we had no guests on in college that mainly because we were also in, you know the middle of nowhere Arkansas that might have had something to do with but it but so Amelia Pond. So, really I could have sworn I heard of someone else whatever all right but so
0: I've been to a Q&A with the woman I know her
3: name oh do you want uh, the most uh, at the con that happened I went, um, uh,
0: at, a, at a con in October. I set in on a Battlestar right. Q and A, and she was one of the panelists.
3: Ah, man, that must have been a good panel. It was. It was that awesome. Was, that was good. Okay, uh, when I first saw this, is first of all, is I gotta say, I'm happy that I think when I first saw the very first previews for this film, is it was getting a PG-13 rating, and then I guess they changed some things because now it is an R rating. I'm still a little worrisome that it's a WWE production because, like I said, when I think of WWE is I'm thinking of straight to Netflix, straight to DVD. I've seen some of these
0: WWE movies. I mean, like the actual like film produced, not the, not the documentary one. Well, right.
3: It, like, wasn't there an action movie with um, Jamie Kennedy? The and... Marine. No, that didn't have Jamie Kennedy. That's not the one I'm thinking of is the one I'm thinking of was, like, Jamie Kennedy and uh, um, one of the CM Punk-type wrestlers.
0: Oh, great. You just described about half the WWE's roster.
3: Uh, uh, Because the Marine, that one sounds familiar. Which one was that? Well, I mean,
0: like, there was a Marine, then there was, like, the Marine 2 and the Marine 3, and uh, I think WWE produced the last Marine movie.
3: Okay. But still, is, you know, it's... When you think of WWE... Is, it's a, is is this a horror I'm, I'm, film? I'm, like, like yes. what's the it plot? Is is uh, so? Here's the plot. Ten years ago, tragedy struck the uh, struck the Russell family, leaving the lives of teenage siblings Tim and Kylie forever changed. When Tim was convicted of a brutal murder for their parents, basically, there's this uh, there's a mirror that projects things, illusions, and so they make you go crazy. See see here. Now that I actually have the full the full uh, description of the movie, I can finish reading it. Uh, Tim and Kaylee forever changed when Tim was convicted of a brutal murder of their parents. Now in his twenties, Tim is newly released from uh, protective custody and only wants to move on with his life. But Kaylee, still haunted by the fateful night, is convinced her parents' death was caused by something else, uh, other than her brother. So. Once again is the mirror has mystical powers that are causing, you know, people to hallucinate. Like for instance, like in, in the uh in the preview, you see uh Karen Gillian go to reach to eat an apple and she grabs a light bulb and bites into a light bulb like she thinks it's an apple and Ew. Yeah.
0: That's painful.
3: Yeah. And I mean
0: Have fun digesting that one.
3: <laughs> well, as soon as she bites into it, she realizes like This is a light bulb. My mouth is bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. This is the juiciest apple ever. And it tastes a lot like blood. I don't know. Uh, this one, I'm also kind of skeptical that they really haven't, I haven't seen a lot of, uh, reviews about this film is, you know, is I've always heard that, you know, um, if they don't release it ahead of time for critics to review it, that means it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, so who knows? The only thing that's 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 gonna keep my interest in going to see this movie is Katie Sackoff. Thank you for not John Travolting her name that time. Huh?
0: At the Oscars, John Travolta butchered Dina Menzel's name.
3: Yeah, I would too, but I'm not hosting the Oscars anytime soon. <laughs> but so, anyways, is basically uh, Karen Gillian and Katie Sackoff. Are the only reasons why I would consider seeing this film because I think they're both great actresses. Um, once again, WWE thing makes me a little squeamish about about production quality or not quality, but like you know, overall. I, I guess you could just say some of their stuff in the past has been more of along the lines as cheesy B rated films, you know, and maybe this is their their. It looks like with this film they're trying to break out of that uh, that reputation.
0: I've got one you you might have missed. Um, I, I is it barely... Rio
3: two because that was the next one I was going no, for. No, okay, all right. Then what's yours? This
0: one, like I, I saw like a trailer for, and just because the title caught my name, it's called Cuban Fury.
3: Is this a dance film?
0: It is.
2: Oh
3: my god! Is it really? I have no idea what this is. Just hearing the name Cuban Fury. It
0: stars Nick Frost and Rashada Jones. Nick and basically, Frost. But, yeah, Nick Frost, you know, Simon Pegg, you know, uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. I don't
3: know why. The I, World's I, End. I don't know Paul. why. But when you said Nick Frost, I just immediately, I thought for some reason you weren't saying the actor's name. I thought you were saying a character's name. Like, no. oh, the guy who played Nick Frost. Okay, yes, now I know exactly who you're talking about. And, you
0: know, Rashada Jones from, like, I think, pretty much Parks and Rec, and she was in, I love you, man. Right. So basically, right. uh, beneath Bruce Garrett's underconfident, overweight exterior, the passionate heart of a salsa king lies dormant. Now, one woman is about to reignite his Latin fire. This, to me, just seems like it, it could be kind of like a cute, funny little rom com, all about you know, uh, you know, a guy who's a little overweight and out of shape, trying to learn how to dance and everything.
3: I don't know. Is I mean, is it it sounds it sounds like this has the potential to be, you know. Another, like, oh, uh, comedy romances. They fall in love because they realize there's more than what meets the eye that makes a relationship see, work. See, I
0: think, I think... That's I think just they, the initial
3: reaction. I
0: know, I know, But I'm just curious to see this because, like, I'll support anything that Nick Frost does because I'm a huge fan of his previous mm-hmm. works. And I even like Rashada Jones. I think she's a really funny and understated actress Oh, she at is. Times.
3: She, she is. is I, th- I think she's great. So,
0: I mean, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're looking for, like, a little lesser known film that might have, you know, flown... Flown under the radar here. Go check out Cuban fury. All
3: right. And then finally, uh Rio two coming out in theaters. Um,
0: it's about birds.
3: Yeah. I think like the tagline is, is like something like finally learns how to fly and then something happens. I don't know.
0: It's, it's, it's a film for the kids. It's about yeah, birds it, in the Amazon. Jungle I mean, and it's got to talk to each other. It's but,
3: got some big names. Anne Hathaway, Jesse uh, Eisenberg, Jamie Fox, Will I Am? Oh God! Now I'm not gonna see it. I just don't like Will I Am. I just, I'm sorry. I just don't, dude. Your name's William. Shut the fuck up. Your name's William. Flow Your name's Florida. All right. God, I. This, to, I'm sorry to me. That is stupid. All right. Will I Am? I mean, I have to admit, like it did take me a little bit, and then like once I realized Will, hey, that's William. Oh, his name's William. Then, you know, okay, that's clever. And then a week later, No, nah, I still hate that dude. I don't like the black IPs either. Sorry. So you can let one
0: actor ruin an entire film for you?
3: No, actually, I do really want to see this because it's, uh, I believe it is done by the same people who did ice age and I loved ice age. I loved all those movies. Just picturing you sitting in a crowded theater full of children. Dude, that's what I got the nephews for. I have two nephews. They're awesome because now I can go to movies like this and, and watch it and not feel like a creep. I mean, you know, I'm not here because I enjoy this. Are you kidding me? I'm here for my nephews. Meanwhile, my nephews are just like, "What is this movie about?" I'm just telling them to shut up so I can enjoy the film.
0: For our listeners that don't know what Jeff looks like, um, if you go to our Facebook page, picture <laughs> sort of a Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. <laughs>
3: I no. I trimmed up my beard. In case you notice, now my my beard has gone from a beard to like a goatee. I'm just
0: saying you would you would stand out in a theater. For oh the no! Kids all no by no no! If if
3: if I went to if I went to this movie by myself without a, a a child, no, I would definitely like management would definitely come up to me and be like, sir, we've had some complaints. I was like, I've been sitting here quietly. You're making people uncomfortable. Please leave. Uh, no, that would definitely happen to me.
0: I would, I would say your safety net would would be to find a a, a group of friends because of like four of y'all went. And then like it looks like you are just a group of friends who yeah. love you know these type of films,
3: or just do what I normally do and take the nephews. No, I was gonna say just wait for it to come out uh, streaming somewhere and and watch it that way. That's how I watch all my movies now. Really, the last movie I once saw in theaters was um was uh the Wolf of Wall Street, and before that I think it was the Avengers. Is, you know, that's how that's how little I go to the, the movie. The oh, theaters. I still go a lot. I mean, and, you know, and for a while there it was because there was nothing really good out that I wanted to see. And, you know, now it's kind of more work related that I'm not going is because when everyone else I know is going to the movies, I'm at work and I, I just I don't want to go to the movies alone, Sam. I just don't want. Really? I just don't want to be alone anymore. Man,
0: I go by. I go to the movies by myself all the time. Do you time. really? And yeah, I, I I got no problem. Doing see, that. I'll
3: go. I'll go to a concert. I'll go see a live show anytime by myself. No problem whatsoever. Because I always end up like you know meeting someone there and you know hanging out with them. Uh, but movies and restaurants.
0: Restaurants, I. I really hate going to restaurants by myself because I think people just stare at you like, why is this lonely poor bastard over here in the corner? When I was a
3: little kid, like I always swore to myself. I was like, when I get older, if I'm at a restaurant and I see someone sitting by themselves, I'm going to go over and I'm going to sit with them and we're going to become friends. And now that I'm older, if I go to anywhere to sit down to eat, I just want to be left alone.
0: I (laughs) I usually go sit at the bar and just talk to the bartender.
3: All right. Well, some of us don't have a drinking problem, so... We can sit at a table like a normal <laughs> person. No. No. I, I Actually, I would probably do the exact same thing as go sit at the bar and, uh, and shoot the shit with the bartender. Um, anything uh, else with new releases? I don't have any other movies.
0: Uh, no, but one little tidbit that popped up that I meant to mention at the beginning. Yes. I
3: hope this is what I was just trying to think. Like, oh, uh, there was something we forgot. Else I saw we-
0: a big bomb drop about. The Goonies Two is possibly being made. That
3: is not what I was thinking of.
0: I am so mad about this. Even this like, is
3: the very first I'm hearing of this. What?
0: I heard that from like Richard Donner or from like one of the original producers of the film. There's a possibility for The Goonies Two to be made. Please, Hollywood, leave my childhood alone. I know. I know. This is one standalone film that doesn't need a sequel.
3: Well, I mean, th-
0: don't touch the Goonies.
3: You would, you you. You would have to do a relaunch. You would have to basically remake Goonies and then do a re- or relaunch. Or it's the
0: kids of the Goonies. Like, all the Goonies grew up and had kids. And now they're off on their own crazy, quirky adventures.
3: No, I'd rather see the With adults. With Justin
0: Bieber playing the Sean Astin role. Oh, God. It's our time, guys. It's our time down here.
3: I'm taking them back. I'm taking them all back. <laughs>
0: That's right. Take them back, Jeff. Take them back to make sure they don't remake them.
3: I really hope, or Co- make sequels to them. I really hope Corey Feldman kept all those cores because he probably needs them right now. <laughs> uh, no, what was the? Uh, I this is blowing my mind. I had not heard anything about this possibility of a Goonies sequel or a Goonies. I I, I just don't see how it can be a sequel. I I just I initially I just want to call it a relaunch because I don't see how you do a sequel to this. Uh, I the, the thing that I thought you were going to say that you forgot to bring up at the beginning of the show was, I forgot if you said it was rumors or if it's been confirmed that uh, BS a new BSG movie.
0: Yes, I saw this on IGN.com that Battlestar Galactica is possibly getting the movie treatment here pretty soon.
2: Well,
3: yeah, it's because...
0: But it's not going to be a continuation of the TV series. It's going to be a whole like new Eww. standalone franchise. It's kind of like to me. This is like Universal trying to throw their hat in with Star Wars and Star Trek, and so they're going to launch their own series with yeah. Battlestar Galactica.
3: See, I don't know. Is because I don't think I don't think there is there. I think the two thousand three Battlestar Galactica was such a big deal that you that I mean people are still I mean we were talking about it last week on this very podcast we were talking about Battlestar Galactica all right it's the show you know the uh, you know it was started 10 years ago and you know 10 years later here we are and it's still like you know people talk about it as if like they just you know a new episode aired last night I don't know how you're going to do a movie that has nothing to do with that that Battlestar universe with you know Ad- Adama and well I mean Leah. Well, they're going to be Apollo. in because they're they're the characters but you know um, who's going to play a better Starbuck than Katie Sackhoff? Now you're just rubbing in my face that you know how to say her name. Shut but up,
0: Variety reports that the project based on the classic sci-fi property will be a complete reimagining of the story. The good news is the original Battlestar series creator Glenn A. Larson is on board to produce a new Battlestar film. Huh. The bad news is Ronald D. Moore who championed BSG's beloved 2003 reboot on Sci-Fi is not attached to the project.
3: Th- and that could that could cause some uprising because I I almost want to say that the 2003 relaunch of the show <clears throat> I don't want to say it was more popular than the original, but I
0: don't know. Is it- Oh, man. Sorry. I'm just reading some news here, like breaking hmm. news about the Goonies, too.
3: Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: Richard Donner, the guy who did the original, is doing the sequel, and he wants to include the entire original cast. So what is this? Like Ocean's Eleven almost with like the adult Goonies doing all their crazy <sighs> stuff again, but as adults? I
3: don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do that Speaking of like possible bad sequels And continuing series uh, Wondering what J.J. J. Abrams is up to these days right now he, he's, he's directing Star Wars he, Well like and they just started shooting
0: Oh yeah I know Principal filming began this week And Peter Mayhew has been added to the cast Really? Yes the original Chewbacca
3: Hmm that's good That's cool is I mean I get I mean I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I don't think I I think he could still you know fit. Cause was that him roaring, the Chewbacca roar? No, he was just in the costume. He was just in the costume. That's like what da- I thought.
0: Kind of like Darth Vader was just in the in the costume. Yeah,
3: right. It's so you know I mean that's cool that they're including him, but in you know in reality is like I guess you could say anyone could do could could do that. Um. All right. Anything else, Sam?
0: That's it on my end.
3: Alrighty guys, we want to thank you for, uh, t- checking out this, uh, episode of my comic life. Uh, if you're in the DFW area this Friday night, m- a movie and a podcast with the editing bay, that's right. You've been hearing us talk about it for a while now. Well, it is finally here this Friday, April 11th, uh, the Cox building, Up uh, theater playhouse, the thing. Cox playhouse. There we go in Plano, Texas. Doors uh, are at seven seven thirty. Uh, I I think doors are at seven. We're gonna try to kick things off right around seven thirty. Uh, we're gonna I forget the comedian's name, but we're gonna have some uh, festivities. We're gonna have a comedian. Then we will be watching He Man, Masters of the Universe, uh, the live action Dolph Lundgren. Courtney. Oh, God, I was so close to saying his last Dolph name. Dolph Lundgren. Courtney I was, so, It's better than when I called him Ralph. So like, ah, uh, I was close. You
0: called him Ralph Lundgren?
3: Yeah, I think it was on episode one of this show. Ralph Lundgren. I think I called him that. Dolph. Dolph Lundgren. Um, Anyways, uh, so we'll be watching uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe, followed up by a live recording of uh, the editing bay, uh, ripping it a new one. And uh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have uh, audience interaction. We're gonna be giving away some really cool prizes. As I know, uh, my friend Shauna, she just painted some like these two amazing uh, Keyman uh, paintings. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're gonna be giving those away as a uh, as a prize. Uh, so once again, this Friday, April 11th, the Cox Playhouse in Plano, Texas a uh, movie in a podcast with the editing bay. Uh, this is brought in part by Duncanville Bookstore, uh, Buy, Sell, Trade Comics, Duncanville Bookstore in Duncanville, Texas. You know, you can just look them up, Google Dun- Duncanville Bookstore, and you'll find all you need to know about them. Sam, it looked like you had something you wanted to say, real quick.
0: Nope, just wrapping it up. Just saying, you know. Oh, hey, is there is there going to be beer served at this event? Will there be alcohol?
3: Uh, that is still in the air at the moment. <gasps> we are trying to. We're, we're we're you know there are some last minute things that we are working you on. You got some thirsty fans out here who want the booze. All right. Well, hopefully our fans can keep their shit together for a couple hours just in case this is going to be a dry event hopefully you know not everyone who listens to this podcast is a raging alcoholic and doesn't need a sip of beer like every 10 minutes i'm just saying is i think i th- i think i think we'll be fine but in all honestly no is uh we ran into some things with uh serving booze so we are we're trying to figure it out. I' I would say mm, I would I would say there's a better chance that we're gonna have it than not have it. so so don't worry about pre-gaming. But here's the thing though, if you're coming to this event just so you can drink, you know what dude, just go to a bar, you know because that's what you really want and then you're gonna sit here and be like, man, I have to sit here and watch this dumb movie, and then listen to this podcast and all I want to do is get hammered with my buddies. I
0: love beers and movies.
3: Oh I do too. I do too, but I'm just saying is like, I don't think we're going to be attracting the people who like all they're looking out for is Friday night. Let's get fucking wasted. You know, that's not what this event is about. It's about a good time and, uh, showing appreciation to our listeners. All right, Sam, I got nothing else for this episode. Uh, you got anything? Ditch the herd, be a nerd and stay strong out there.
0: My friends.
1: Hey, I'm Joe. And I'm Joel. From the Editing Bay here on the Next Wave Radio Network, and we've got something very fun for all of you Next Wave listeners. We've got our first live show coming up April 11th at the Cox Building Playhouse in Plano, if you're in the DFW area. We're going to be watching the live-action Dolph Lundgren He-Man movie. Yes with a whole bunch of cool giveaways. We've got plastic swords to give to people so they can <laughs> hold them aloft and call upon the power of Skull. We're also going to have uh, little skull pencil erasers. All kinds of giveaways, raffles, door prizes uh, and, uh, and some special surprises still on the way. Uh, we've also got a stand-up comedian uh-huh. and then it's all going to be followed up with a live recording of the podcast where Joel and I are going to tear the movie a new one. Joe, that sounds fantastic. However, did we get the sponsorship for this? Well, it's Thanks to our friends at Duncanville Bookstore. Uh, They're located at 101 West Camp Wisdom Suite J in Duncanville, Texas. They sell comics. They sell toys. They have board games. Not only do they sell these things, but they will buy them from you. Uh So if you've got a bunch of crap sitting around that's taking up space and you're like, you know what? Spring cleaning or I could use a few extra bucks or I want to buy some stuff at the comic shop but I don't have a whole bunch of cash on me. Maybe I could trade some stuff in. All you gotta do is call the guys up at 972-298-7546. Andy, Brian. Those guys can help you out. If you want to check out the website. DuncanvilleBookstore.com and uh, you'll see them as well as Joel and I at our live show April 11th. For more details, you could check out our website. Joel, what is that?
0: That is EditingBay.com. Not The Editing Bay, not Edit Bay, bay EditingBay.com. And
1: right there, you'll find more info about the show. You'll find other episodes of the show. All of them. But more importantly information about our live show, April 11th, the Cox Building Playhouse in Plano, $5, and we're going to be kicking things off at about 7, 7.30. Hopefully, we'll see you there.
0: You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.